na 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 geeksters 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 na 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 geeksters that's right kids it's that time again so light the candles and dim the lights it's time for another thrilling episode of Geeksters. And welcome to episode 15 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And tonight we have a special guest. Yes. Some, go ahead. Special guest. Okay, hey, what were you going to say? I was going to say I know him all my life. So, or know him all his life, actually. So. <laughs> That's more, more accurate. I guess to, to lead off to who our guest is, some of you might know, some of you might not know, or some of you read the uh, little info when you say, hey, what's on this episode of Geeksters? You'll see it, but... To the lead in, every year you have Comic Cons and Monster Cons and things like that where geeks come all together and join as one So you to, to argue about who's better. <laughs> Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. And there's people that work those shows. Usually see them, they're usually wearing a bright yellow shirt that says volunteer on them. Those are the people <laughs> who go you go to when you don't want to read the program or when you miss the sign that says restroom and you walk up and go, hey, where's the bathroom at? <laughs> and they usually point right behind you and go, it's right there. <laughs> this is the man who is literally the hero of all Comic-Cons. The man, the myth, the legend, Dave. Dave Markowski, welcome, Ed's brother. Welcome to the show, Dave. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, Like I said, you have the distinct advantage of knowing Ed for all your life. Yes. So I'm sure, you know, you have some dirty secrets, but we'll pull that for another episode. Okay. <laughs> or when the, when the mics are off. It was, actually, no, when the mics are on, because we, we're still trying to do his origin story, and there's uh, a little <laughs> thing behind it. Anyway, that's the mystery episode that no one will ever hear. That's right. <laughs> Too many uh, homosexual jokes in that one. <laughs> now, the question on top of everybody's mind, at least mine, is you do volunteer work for the Comic Cons and right. stuff like that. How long have you been doing it? Uh, God, six years now. Now, uh, how did you get involved? Ah, see, that's there you go. So, it's a good question. No, and it's funny because that's exactly how I got started. I was going to Wizard World Philly since 2000 with my brother, and uh, mm-hmm. yep, we. <laughs> Way to jump in, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it was one year I was walking out, and I went up to one of the guys in the orange shirts. It was orange that year. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I said, so, like, how do you get involved, you know? And he's like, oh, you know, just go to their website. There's an email address. Sell them, you know, when, when the show's coming up, send them an email. Say, you want to volunteer? They'll go back to you. And I did that. And actually, the first year I volunteered, I decided to go as a guest on Saturday, take my son and daughter, and then volunteer on Sunday. And my daughter wanted to volunteer with me. So it's kind of one of the reasons I've been doing it for so long is my daughter does it with me. Okay. You know, so I have somebody that always with me. It's not like, you know. You're standing around going, bathroom's over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the food's over there. And and the, the funny thing about that is the first year I did it, I did it on Sunday at the end of the day, right? We're all standing around, nothing to do. And the guys from Wizard come over and say, hey, who wants to help us break down the Wizard booth? Okay, I don't have anywhere to go. Why not? Sure. We're, we're doing it, and it's a lot of work, you know, taking the booth apart, packing stuff on pallets, and, and it's 
going on for hours like this and the volunteers are leaving one at a time you know <laughs> the quietly oh, I can't say there's no more I'll just quietly leave yeah, exactly pretty much <laughs> and there's this guy Pat that I met that year through doing this and uh, I still talk to him today he was like he just kept saying can you hang out I'm like yeah he's like just just trust me hang hang back a little bit you know just keep working you know hang out I'm like okay fine so we get to the end of the everything's done and it's me my daughter and Pat are the three people left. Okay. And mm-hmm. the uh, one of the guys from Wizard turns to Pat, who's who'd already been doing this for like three years at this point. Goes, you like Green Hornet, don't you? He goes, yeah. He pulls out a Green Hornet statue. And goes, here, take this. Wow. And he goes, okay. And I got these two left. I don't want to put them on the pallet. It was Angel, an Angel statue, and Unicron. Wow. He's like, he points to me and he says, you pick one. So I picked Unicron and he. Goes to my daughter because I guess you're 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 left with Angel, which she gave me Father's Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you know they're still on my uh, shelf at home. So you know that was like wow, what a what an amazing experience. Sure. You know? And the following year, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do the whole show. And that is when I met uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Spat. Everyone in the con world will know who Spat is, but uh, Spat Octon. Um, I won't say what his real first name is. Everyone knows him as Spat. He's, right. he's, he's a little protective of, of his uh, first name. Secret identity. If you want to know the or- and if you want to know the origin of his name, go to SpatCave.com, which is his website. And, okay. And you'll uh, and you'll learn. So he has a crew that he brings to all the cons with him, and Anthony is another guy that I know from volunteering. And Anthony comes up to my. To a bunch of us were standing around the beginning of the, the con, and he goes, I, I need two volunteers who can count. <laughs> so, my okay, kid, well, in Philadelphia, that is a trick question. <laughs> so, so, my daughter and I said, Well, fine, you know, we, but first job, something we got to ask for, let's volunteer for it. Okay, so he grabs us, he pulls us aside. We're walking, we're in the autograph area, we're walking down the aisle, and he goes, Okay, so you'll work with Mr. Almost and you'll work with Mr. Hogan. So, I worked with Mike Hogan the whole weekend, my daughter worked with Edward James Almost the whole weekend. Nice. So, <laughs> I quickly learned that there was a lot of reward to doing this, you know, and it's why I keep doing it. And the case, just that sorry to interrupt you, but the case you know, Mike Hogan was the player, Colonel Ty. In the sci-fi uh, version of uh, Battlestar Galactica, and of course, Edward James almost was uh, Admiral Dama as well. So. Sure, I always remember him as the captain for Miami Vice. But all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember from Blade Runner. So there you go, another good one. Uh, yes, you know, I, I kept doing them after that. Um, actually, Spat turned to us after that show and is like, "If you guys want to come up to New York." And do Big Apple Con, you know, we could really use the help. And my wife has family up there that we could stay with. We're like, ah, why not? You know, so that's how I ended up doing New York and Philly. Okay. Actually, I was just at New York Comic Con back in October. And I wasn't, obviously, that's not a wizard show. I was there through a company called uh, Focused Attention. Okay. And essentially, they're a newer company. And how that works is the cons hire them as to be handlers for the celebrities. Some of the cons don't want to use volunteers anymore. Uh, to handle the celebrities, and so they they contract with companies like this. Now, just out of curiosity, is that because they don't want the volunteer to just be a volunteer to hopefully they score the big, hey, I'm hanging out with X-Star, I'm your best buddy, I'm your pal? Yeah, I will say that there are... The volunteers who are there just to party, just to meet There's, the celebrities. You can call them right. They're star fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes, uh, there is cursing on this show, if you haven't noticed. I figure I'm not going to park it right uh, Get see, the big one out there. See, I, I was told PG-rated. I don't know. <laughs> no. no, we're explicit, explicit lyrics. <laughs> Wait till we get to the comic book porn. <laughs> so, you know, they, that is... But I ended up getting involved with this company 
through my volunteering experience. Sure. And okay. um, uh, Lisa is the the owner and the operator of the the con, and she like uh, was really impressed with you know me at the show, and she's like, oh, you know, I hope you can come back next year and do New York Comic Con with me. So, you know, it, that works works out for me you know it's, it's sure. a free ticket in the show i get to hang out with celebrities in fact i was working with princess leia nice <laughs> carrie fisher uh on I, sunday all day sunday so that was look i knew she's coming to a, a monster con up coming up you know cherry hill yeah the cherry hill monster Jersey, con. yeah i don't know uh which, don't know. which con is that it's usually in cherry hill it's, it's, it's called monster mania is yeah the, yes it's funny that you mentioned monster mania I actually, it's funny, uh, totally off the side of volunteering, a friend of mine, Larry, that I used to work with at a, a previous company, it's his son-in-law that runs the Monster Mania Cons. Oh, okay. It's funny, I, I always knew when they were coming up because he babysits his grandkids during right. those cons. <laughs> and uh, they, he keeps saying, oh, you know, you should volunteer for that one. But the problem is, is that Century Hill... And getting back and forth every day is, is going to be a pain, and there's nowhere for yeah. me to stay near the con. But I, maybe I should do that one. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I, my sister and I and my brother-in-law, we all go together. We take my little nephew with them. It's fun. I mean, it's it's a little mini-vert. It's not as huge as the Wizard World. Right. And it's, it is kind of horror, sci-fi central. But, you know, how many times do you get to see, you know, Jason walking around. I mean, it is kind of more horror movie star based. Like yeah. they'll have, uh, I think last year was like a Lost Boys reunion, or just before Corey Haim died, there was like a Lost Boys reunion. So almost everybody that was in Lost Boys was there, except of course for Kiefer Sutherland, you know, and some of the other bigger names. Right. But it was still Corey Haim, Corey Feldman were there, and that was the weekend that we stood in line for hours to get uh, Robert England's autograph because my mm-hmm. sister's a huge Freddy Krueger fan. Yeah, so. You know, the real Freddy Krueger, not the the real Freddy Krueger, yes. not the not the remake <laughs> Freddy Krueger, <laughs> the Rorschach midget uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but uh, so you've been obviously doing this for like now like, twelve, going to be thirteen years. Then, the volunteering. No, no, six years volunteering. Six years, sorry, going to shows for, for, for 12, thirteen. Years, okay, yeah. so for the past six years, you've probably seen the multitude of good and bad of the con. Yes. Okay. Oh, definitely. Now, I'll be honest. Last year's show was great. I had fun, mm-hmm. except for the fan photo part. You know, and we, we <laughs> talked about that at the show yes. at the time. It was kind of a separate, like, it was almost like a separate beast from the actual con. And I think there was, like, a real lack of communication between the photo op people and the Comic-Con people. Yeah. Now, uh, we don't have to go into detail. I mean, I just thought, like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this year... They've polished it up a little bit more, you know. Uh, yeah, and you wouldn't know. I, yeah, yet. at this point, I wouldn't know. Um, I know uh, through contacts that actually some of the staff over at Wizard has changed. So, who knows uh, what's going to happen this year? What's going to happen this year? But yeah, no, it's it's that's one of the things I always found interesting about the cons is the whole photo aspect of it, just because of the fact that like I've never been to San Diego, and that's. One of my goals is, Same to, here. is to eventually get to San Diego. Mecca for geeks. Yeah. Uh, but from everyone I know who's gone to San Diego and been involved with it, it's like they are not allowed to charge for autographs in San Diego. Really? Yes. Wow. They're allowed to sell you a picture that they'll sign. Oh, okay. But they that, themselves cannot charge for their autograph. That's interesting because like, when you go to a Comic-Con, at least the one in Philadelphia... You pay for the picture, right? And then they sign it. But this past year, I think with the photo op thing, it was like you kind of had to have get a ticket and and pay for that. Yeah, you know, it was real bizarre. I think it's one of the things that's bothered me in the last couple of years is that it's become more and more big business as opposed to the spirit of people getting together 
for a convention, right? You know, which is where it started. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the com- the Comic Con in San Diego. I mean, yes, like it, it is so huge. I mean, what was this past year was like one hundred fifty thousand people, yeah. something like it that. It was yeah. huge, yeah. And I, I, there's no nothing equal to that on the East Coast. I do think I do kind of feel that Philadelphia is trying to vibe for that attention. Yeah, I don't know how big New York is because I've never been to, in New York. New York is at least this past year. I would say it was twice the size that Philly was. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a nice big battle going on between New York and Philly, trying to be the wizard, the, the Comic Con of the East Coast. Or do yeah. you kind of consider, consider New York kind of has the the cornerstone on that? It, it does at the moment. I mean, one of the things, and I have actually, I have said this every year to the people at Wizard since they lost them. Like, you have to get the publishers back here. Like, okay. Granted, you've got Stan Lee here, you know, this year. You've got uh, George Perez. You've got some of the big artists and writers from both uh, camps, but the publishers don't have a presence here. And as a comic collector, I notice that. Okay. You know? And I go to I go to New York Comic Con and I see the big DC and the big Marvel booths set up, and you know, mm, they're giving point. away freebies. They're talking about their the new video games that are coming out, the new books that are coming out, and they're getting you excited about their their products. And it's mm. like, well, that's missing. You know, this is a comic. Book convention. I remember one year going to Wizard World in Philadelphia and playing the uh, God of War two. Right, and I was ex- that was like great. Sony had a booth, and that was awesome. I was like, I played it for like a twenty minutes just sitting there. I'm like beating kids, <laughs> like get out of my way, get out of my kids. I have Kratos. <laughs> well, now Tony did have a booth last year, but it was so small. They didn't have they, they had like one TV and one thing. And now, as far as distributors go, maybe because they're local, but Xenoscope. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of their work. Right, that's where I actually bought my first. Since then, I've been gotten into like a statue kick. Okay, it's where I got my first two statues. One was of Sila, kind of like the Snow White looking character. Right, right. And then I, as soon as I put that back in the car, I walked back in. They had a Cinderella one, and I was like, oh, I mean, wow, so Wonderland one. I was like, damn, I gotta get that too because I'm a huge fan of their work. Right, and they kind of propelled me into getting more into buying statues because I'm usually like. I got no room for this, it, and, and I'm real picky about what I buy. It's right, got to look right. really good. Yes, because I, for life, me can't find a decent Wonder Woman statue to save my life. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I did get a nice bust of her, not just the bust, but like from the waist <laughs> up, and that looked really good on the new Fifty Two look of her. Right, but there's nothing really making me to go. Wow, I need to have that in my collection. Uh, yeah, but my new Harley Quinn that I just picked up from Markham City, oh, she's so good. It's like perfect Harley. <laughs> well, to be fair, he Sean is a huge Harley Quinn fan. Only I would say within the past year, I've I've actually come around so, to that. But you know, mm-hmm. well, we can we can talk about our favorite bad girls another day. Yes, but, but we know who your heart belongs to. <laughs> my heart belongs to Harley. Yeah, but I I am kind of soft. I do have a soft spot for Wonder Woman. I've always because being a kid seeing the TV show. Yeah, I, I swear to. God, this is the reason why my main attraction towards women are dark hair, blue eyes, and stripper boots. <laughs> I, I, those are the three requisites for a woman to date me. You've got to have dark hair, blue eyes, and stripper boots. Just Not even stripper boots, just a good pair of boots. You know, and ever since ever since I was a kid, it's been like uh, nothing else matters. Well, so I mean, just as long as you got the boots, the dark which, hair, and the blue which eyes. dark hair, you know, blue eyes, <laughs> and a pair of Timberlands. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breathing's an option. 
<laughs> See, folks, I'm talking to two married men, so being the single one of the group, I have to throw it out there that, yes, I am single. So give me a call, ladies. And hair color is not really a prerequisite. Just, I've always been kind of like, oh, yeah, cute girl, cute girl. Ooh, brunette. Anyway, <laughs> so back to the, the actual work, like you've, through our conversations over the years when you're volunteering, I mean, first, when I walk in, I see you, it's like, hey, hi, Dave, how you doing? You know, and I don't try to bug you because I know you're working. I'm, I'm only doing one of those guys like, so what's going on today? How are you? While you're trying to go, yeah, yeah, bathroom's over there. You know, just walk up that way. I'll have to come that way. You know, as, but you've actually had really good close encounters with celebrities. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, which people love their brush with celebrity. Yes. So, I mean, as much as Ed and I love to go to these things and like what last year, Adam Baldwin, yeah. Bruce Campbell, yeah. you know, I got to see Stan Lee, but my interaction with Stan Lee was like, walk up, hand him something. I don't even think he looked at me, signed his name and moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did get the photo op with him because I did get the VIP package that weekend. And it was kind of like, walk in, pose next to him. Hey, Thanks, Dan. Thank you. And <laughs> left. So I never really had like, I, I know there was like a little Q&A off the side, but that was like extra money. So I'm like, I'm a VIP, bitch. I should have gotten that for free. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But now you've actually had the honor to actually kind of spend almost the, to be a handler for him. Yeah, actually in last year, uh, another show in New York, New York Comic Book Marketplace. Again, someone else I know from volunteering runs the show, uh, Mike Carbo. Fat. Spat runs the show. It's Mike's show. Spat runs it. And it was it was one of those things like he got Stan and that was like his thing. Like he definitely wanted to have him at the show. And we were all standing around at the beginning of the, the one day and like, I need somebody. Spat, Spat sitting in there like, I need another volunteer. And he looks right at me and he goes, oh, yeah, this is a job for you. And he, I'm like, what? You know, so I was there. I was the guy standing next to Stan all day. Basically, anything that was too heavy for him to move, I moved, you know. And the thing that was actually really quickly apparent is that he is such a long line. There's so many people that want his autograph. um, He can't spend even five minutes with each Exactly. I mean, I understand going in that. Like, it was like, here you go, sign, go. But... But the little bit of breaks that I had, you know, had with him, and I got to chat with him, like he would, if he had the time, he would spend it with every guest that he could. He, he seems like the kind of guy that would tell, talk to everybody if he had the opportunity. Yeah, and uh, and but the only time I ever really, I got to talk to him it was after the show. One of the one of his assistants that comes with him to all the shows, him and I went up to their hotel room, got their luggage, brought it back down, and I waited in the lobby with him when he was waiting for his cat. You know, right? And so I got to tell him how, like, when I was a kid, how much Spider-Man meant to me. You know that you know I was bullied, and and sure. that, you know it was my escapism was escaping in the world. You know, and you know he, he turns around and says to me, "Because I guess you wished you were always bit by a radioactive spider." You know, so <laughs> and it was and it was like, but like that was my moment with Stan Lee. You know, and that, yeah, that's and, it. And no one can ever take that away from me. No. You know? So so when the time comes, like like. You're in a pool of all the volunteers. Yeah. And you have a line of stars that you know are coming today, you know, for the weekend. Do they just kind of pick a name out of the hat and go, you're with so-and-so, you're with so-and-so? Or do they kind of, because of your experience in the in the volunteer industry, I'm going to say. Yes. You know, <laughs> that they know that, you, and because you knew the guy and he knows your level of professionalism, is that the reason why you think you got the Stanley or was it just there, because you were in eyesight? There is, um, <laughs> there's, there's definitely like, if you're going to volunteer work, show your work ethic. Right. Okay. Don't 
fanboy at the shows. They're the ones that are outside doing line control most of the time because gotcha. you can see the fanboys a mile away. Yeah, okay, I am the biggest Stan Lee fanboy on the planet. Sure. But I'm not going to fanboy in front of Stan Lee. Right. You know, I'm going to tell him how I felt about his writing, you know, and how he, you know, inspired me, but I'm not going to be, oh, I love you. I love you. So who really is the best, Spider-Man or Aquaman? Come on, Tommy. I want to know. Exactly. Sure. Um, the thing is, they're, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Stan Lee or... Michael Hogan or, or Carrie Fisher. It's like, you got to remember they're people. Sure. You know, and like that comes first. Just like you want to be treated with respect, you treat them with respect. And I'm not for, saying... No, no. First rule is you treat people the way you want to be treated. Exactly. Right. You don't put them up on a pedestal because I think that just becomes, you know, sure. that you're a fanboy. You know, yeah. you're putting them up on the pedestal. You, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I... I like to think that I'm somewhat professional when it comes to the, at the moment, but I don't know. If I was standing next to somebody like Stanley, I'd be like, I'm standing next to Stanley. This is fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're next. <laughs> you only get five minutes. I've been standing here for 20 minutes. The best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and again, you know, I think that's, you know, a lot of the cons, they take time to recognize that in people, you know, and it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that I kiss Spat's ass every time I see him. Sure, of course. You know. Your company man. Yes, sir, <laughs> boss. How's the work of Stanley? Real good for you. Um, <laughs> you know, no. And, it, 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 and again, you put his George R. Binks That wasn't George R. Binks. That was my old Civil War slave talk. Hello there. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's another whole side of the con, too, is just building relationships with people. If you go in your first time volunteering and you walk in and you're like, I want to work with so-and-so this weekend, <laughs> you're not, it's not going to happen. You're working the line, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it works, you know, and 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 they don't, kinda, they don't sit there and, like you said, divvy it up. You know, right. it comes down to we need someone at this spot. Depending on where the spot is, you know, they're going to recognize if uh, you're good at your job or, or if you're just there to, you know, goof off or if you're there to fanboy. I always kind of figure it's more like that, that ladder of geekdom where <laughs> as soon as you start off, they kind of give you like the Lou Ferrigno, the guy who or, or the guy who's been obscure for decades. And you just kind of stand there going. Yeah, well, while your your buddies over there going, I'm with Stan, <laughs> but then but then if depending on how professional, like they give you the hardest guy first, and if you pass that test, like almost like a rush week, <laughs> if you're doing a fraternity, then they kind of give you like the next level up of of stardom, and I'm using air quotes on that. Well, and like I said, like I said earlier too, um, part of the issue right now is that for handling celebrities. A lot of the cons are getting away from that, you know. So that's why, if you want to get into that now, you volunteer volunteer at a show where um, focused attention is going to be. Talk to the other people that are handling celebrities, and then they'll talk to Alicia or whoever is there representing the company at that time. And that, and you get in that way because it, it, it's just like anything; it's networking. It's getting sure. to know the people too. Talk to the right people, you know, make friendships. Because, like, yeah, I unfortunately seem like Wizard had an attitude that, uh, at least this past year that you're nice, you're a volunteer you're here helping me but I'm not trusting you with anything I think is important yeah, you know and fair there, enough I mean but, especially but if, if there, you just said they did they kind of did switch kind of like rotation yeah I mean and, and it's sad because there's guys that I've been volunteering with as long as I've been volunteering you know five years now and that are really good at their jobs they don't fanboy it they do what they're told they're there on time they stay late 
you feel like you're starting over because it's all new management. Right. Nothing you can do about that other than like, you know, I have my connections from like Spent doesn't even work for Wizard anymore, though. But he still works at, con- you know, he still right. works cons. He's still involved in that scene. And that's why I got to meet Stan Lee. So, you know, it's one of the volunteers at New York Comic Con was talking to me. He's like, well, how'd you get involved with, you know, focused attention? And basically said to them, just, you know, you don't know that volunteer next to you where they're going to end up being. So be nice even to the other volunteers. Because sure. that's actually how I got involved. Um, oh, well, my, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Uh, she's going to be so mad at me when she listens to this. <laughs> Isabel, thank you. Isabel is actually how I got involved with Focus Attention. She got noticed by them first. Okay. And that's actually a, a funny story in itself. Uh, she's not here to tell the story, so I'll tell it. We did uh, another show. Wizard used to do a show in New York. They don't actually don't do the show in New York anymore. It's called Big Apple Con. It was two years ago. Tom Felton was at that show. And Tom Felton is? Tom Felton. He, he was in Harry Potter. He was... Uh... Draco Malfoy. Thank you. All right. There you go. <laughs> and basically, it ended up... She ended up working with Tom Felton that, that okay. weekend, right? Ended up... And it's funny because I will say he he is probably one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. He's got a lot of interesting stories. R- regardless, she then was going to do Philly, right? But she wasn't sure. Blah blah blah. Go, she was going back and forth. New York was before Philly, and I said, and I said, would you have a place to stay? She said, well, that's part of the problem. Like, I have family in New Jersey. I'm like, oh well, you're just, just as far as I commute as if you were coming from New York. Yeah, really. I said, why don't you stay with us? So she's at the Philly show now. Tom wasn't at this show. But somebody who was involved with Focus Attention, they come up to her and I said, Tom is going to be at a show coming up in Atlanta and he needs a handler and I can't make the show. Would you be willing to go down? We'll pay for your hotel, transportation. I was going to have a question. Who's paying for this? Who's footing this bill? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and she says, sure. Now, this show ends up being Dragon Con. Now, anyone wow. who knows anything about cons knows that's the con. That's the party con. That's like yeah. where everyone wants to go. Yeah, you have the San Diego Comic Con, which is like mecca for everybody. But then you have the the Dragon Con, which is kind of like like big party central. Yeah, right. and it's like the second biggest one, kind of like or or big in its own way. Or but yeah, I mean, as, as far as tiers go, you kind of go if you can't make it to Comic Con, you go to Dragon Con. Well, right. and, but you ask any celebrity, yeah, they're gonna say the show you go to is Dragon Con. Really? Yeah. Nice. There you go, inside scoop people. So she ended up going down, having a great time. So she now she becomes a member of Focused Attention, right? And she becomes friends with Tom Felton through this. Nice. You know, I won't. You know, well, I won't go into hey, any more detail than that. Just uh, to say, yeah, I got his phone number. We're, we're buds. What's up? You know, but it's pretty much. It, it, it kind of feels like if he's doing a show in New York or Philly, she's going to be his handler. You know, and it was just like, wow. Now, do you think that's because he requested her, or because she's already had a reputation with him? Like, I mean, I'm always kind of my understanding. To know. Like, it was pretty much he he was going to be working on focus attention. He requested her for New York Comic Con. Because I, the reason why I'm saying it is because I've noticed like. This past year, I felt like I was hanging out with the guys from Boondock Saints the entire weekend. You know, uh, right. Ramirez Reedus and Sean yeah. Patrick Flannery. Well, Norman Reedus, because he does The Walking Dead, he also will do the, the horror cons, too. Right. I know his handler on site. Like, the, yeah. he's got black hair, spiky hair. I have no idea what his name is, but I go, I saw him at the Comic-Con. I mean, the horror con. I'm like, why does he look familiar? Oh, Norman Reedus is his handler. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems to be like, because wherever he is, so is him. Like, oh, yeah. So, so I was kind of wondering if that kind of a symbiote relationship or... Maybe, the, maybe the, for all I know, that guy could be Norman's best friend. He go, hey, dude, I'm going to New York this weekend. Would come along? 
<laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, because let's face it, if I became a famous person and I'd have cons, I'd bring Ed with me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Sure. You think they'd let him in? <laughs> I would, you know, I'd be like, he's with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. What? I'm just saying, if, if, I'm, if I become famous, I'm letting you enjoy my fame with me. And then become famous in your own right as being going, hey, isn't that Sean's handler? <laughs> well, I mean, and that's, that's actually, it's, it's so funny. That is one of the interesting things about volunteering or working with focused attention, being on that side of the table, is you learn that the person with the celebrity could either be A, their manager, be somebody that they contract with just to work with at con- conventions. They could just be a volunteer. They could be their parent. Right. Some of the some of the uh, celebrities actually, you know, especially the young ones, like some of the kids from Walking Dead, like that manager is is their parent. Sure. Um, I can't think of his name. The guy who played the young Anakin Skywalker. Um, and the room goes quiet. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I just for some reason I can't. His name I escapes can't his me. Name either. But so young Annie. Uh, young Annie. I met him a couple years in in New York, and we we were talking for a little bit, and then he like went off on his own on a break, and so. I always like to talk to the manager, whoever's with them, too. You know, just, again, it's part of the experience. Sure. They make them feel welcome, blah, blah. And we're talking, and so this woman is maybe five years older than me. And, and I'm like, oh, so how'd you become his manager? Oh, I'm his mother. You know? Dun, and, it was dun, just, dun. <laughs> you know and it was like, oh, wow. You know, and that was the first time I realized that, you know. You're Mama Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, now, now we, we've, we've, again. I was going to ask the question. You mentioned a few stars. Like, can you give us more stars that you've handled or, or you know, worked with? Well, which would actually kind of be good because I want to segue into what my question was going to be. But So answer his. Answer his. Let me well, that. be careful with the term handled celebrities. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, I already said Michael Hogan, Stan Lee, Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Buck Rogers. Um, Gil Gerard. Gil Gerard. I can't think of his name. Sweet gentleman um, was the uh, played the Gorn actually in the classic uh, Star Trek episode. With I the wouldn't Gorn. know his name either. Yeah, he's a, Bobby he's a, Clark. Bobby Clark. That's thank holy you. mackerel. Now, is it because you knew her reference him because of the old Flyers player, or just because you actually knew his name? Well, the story is is that the day that Dave was handling Bobby Clark. He was sitting there by himself because Bobby Clark went on a break. Oh, okay. yes. And I walked over, and I'm like, who are you handling? He goes, Bobby Clark. And I'm like, the flyer? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, everybody does that. And, <laughs> and, and he goes, he was the, he was the Gorn, Captain Gorn, the, the original Star Trek. And I'm like, oh, and I, of course I see the pictures behind there on the wall. Here's my impersonation of him. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as I'm sitting standing there talking to Dave... Another gentleman comes up and he goes, "So when's Bobby Clark coming back?" And he's like, "I the don't flyer? know, you know, like like twenty minutes, blah blah." blah. And he goes, "Did he bring the Stanley Cup with him?" And I was just like, <laughs> "No, it's not that. It's not that Bobby Clark. He was the captain on Star Trek." And he goes, "I thought William Shatner was the captain on Star Trek." And he's like, "No, the the Gorn captain." There was a Gorn captain. Who were the Gorns? And Dave's like, "Wow, you have that, to watch that's the show." Why I go? Why are you at a comic con? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some people just going, "Really? Come on, get out!" Take, rip their bag out of the hand, go, "Get out!" <laughs> yes, when I was Walk working, it was it was it was funny when we were working the first con with Michael Hogan and, and uh, James Earl 
Edward James. Edward, Edward James, James Olmos. Thank you. I, it was so funny. Like all the older couples would walk by and we'd go, he's from Miami Vice. That's how I knew him. I mean, okay, granted, I'm showing my age, but he was on the TV show. Miami right, right. He was the captain. Right, right, right. But it was just so funny because yeah. it's like, no, the little more recent. He's on Battlestar. <laughs> well, I think, like, I, I, when I met him, it was the first time, like, I think I really knew that you were doing the volunteering and, you know, like, oh, he called me up, like, that Friday. He goes, guess who I'm hanging out with? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, who? And he's like, Michael Hogan. And I'm like, Crackledale Dundee? He's like, no, that's Paul Hogan, you idiot. It's Michael Hogan. Curl a tie from Palestine. I'm like, no way. And he goes, and I'm, I'm and, and, and your, and your, your niece got Edward James almost. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But the only thing, like, I, I like, I love Battlestar Galactica from sci-fi, but the thing was, he did a movie, a TV movie, was called Stand and Deliver. Right. It and is. that too. was, like, my, my thing. So, like, like when I think that's the, that's the picture, he, he had actually had a picture of from Stand and Deliver. I actually had him sign that one. That was, like... At least you had a picture of something you liked. He was like, unfortunately, my, my embarrassing moment last year was... Uh, <laughs> Jason Priestley. <laughs> we got several pictures of that. I, I got his camera and I was taking I'm, I'm a fan of True Calling. Uh-huh. And in the in this, in True Hills Calling, of course, he's from Beverly Hills 921. Well, well, of course. But he's in, also in True Calling because I'm a big Eliza Dushku fan. I love her. He was kind of like the bad guy in that show. And he was brilliant in it. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, uh, I just wish the show would... Typical Fox will give you a show and then cancel it. Right. So... I'm like, well, Jason Priest is there. Let me go get something from him sign because I like True Calling. I get up in line. Only thing he has is 90210 stuff. <laughs> I mean, and it's like his glamour shot from when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm here I am, you know, 42, so I'd be 41 back then. I'm like, great, I'm going to get my glamour shot with Jason Priestley. Like, ugh. <laughs> oh. Like, and so Ed, of course, is laughing his ass off. <laughs> and I walk up. Greatest moment of my life. And I walk up and I obviously think the glamour shot was either that or the cash shot of Beverly Hills 90210. Granted, Never saw a single episode of the show. Right. You know, of course, I know him from that show, but also yeah, he's got it all on DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's Don't right. let him fool you. And watch it in slow motion. Special right. edition Blu-rays. Are. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I hand, I go, yeah, I guess I'm like, how come you didn't have any true call and stuff? Like, come on, dude. Like, you're in a comic guy. <laughs> and even, right. he, even he looked at his, like, I'm going to say his handler or the guy he works with. He's like, yeah. you know what? I should have brought true call and stuff. People may ask me for that. I'm going, hello. <laughs> I don't. I mean. Do I look like a, a middle-aged woman? I'm not going to go, Jason Priestley. Ah. Well, it, it's funny that you bring that up because I've noticed recently, you know, obviously the cons are going after some different celebrities. And they obviously went after Jason Priestley for True Calling, not for 9021. Sure. Yeah, more people know him from that. Yeah. But the people that are going to go to a con know him from True Calling. Right. And that's one of those things like some of the celebrities don't get why they're there. Right, you know, like oh, here's an opportunity for me to sign autographs, meet some fans, make a couple bucks, but push whatever I'm in right now because Christy Swanson right. and Dean Kane were there last year, and they ironic coincidentally happen to be starring in a Hallmark made for TV movie together. Right, so but like, but know. understand the audience of who is at the con. Sure, you know? Know, Christy and Swanson think, being the original Buffy and Dean Kane being obviously Superman. Right, you know. Yes, I mean, I think that's one of. The, I mean, I, Dean Cain gets it, but there are definitely those who who don't get it. You know, sometimes I feel like the people running the cons at times <laughs> don't get it. There's a obviously we get it. You know, there's sure. a, we're the crowd, we're the audience. Like, talk to us. Who do you want? Who do we want to see there? And why do we want to see that there? And if we say true calling for Jason Priestley, 
tell Jason Priestley that. Yeah. So he brings the true calling. Yeah. Shots. So he doesn't look like a like, like a schmuck, make, like right. a schmuck basically, because yeah. he's sitting there going, "Geez, you know, and I have another guy who doesn't know me from 90210 or may know me from that, but really is a pre- more of a fan of that show." Right. Like, you know, it kind of makes it like a little bit more connectable to the audience. Yes. You know, granted, it's a nice shared moment of a joke between two guys going, "Dude, I thought you heard Drew calling." Dude, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and there you go. Like, I actually learned that I learned. I learned a lot about cons from Mike Hogan, actually. I'm it, sorry, every time you say Mike Hogan, I keep thinking of Hulk Hogan. It just pops right in my head. Well, and it's funny you know, because, brother? And it's funny because he, he prefers everyone to just call him Hogan. So if I okay. did that, it would be even worse, I think. Hogan? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, because I actually did two cons with him. You okay. Know, you asked who I worked with. I, did, I worked with him in Philly and in New York that year. It was one of those things where, like, he had brought a whole bunch of headshots, right? Puts them all out, different... There's a couple of different cash him shots with him and, and Edward shots with uh, him with the pat, eye patch shots with him without the eye sure. patch whole bunch and then he has his this regular headshot and one, a shot from a play that he did where he's wearing a hat and he's got a cigarette in his hand and All it's right. just like real gritty picture I can't remember the name of the play to save my life but you know he was really proud of that work you know and right. that's why he brought that picture with him no one ever asks that picture yeah. and in fact he actually got to a point where the one day he put out i believe it was the headshot with the eye patch because uh, that's the one everyone wanted everyone wanted and and, and he's like and it's, he said it's so funny because people pick up all these different pictures you know like i have some grittier ones i have some cleaner ones they all go oh this is a really great shot but I want this one with the iPad. It was interesting, you know, like how that works. Like, okay, yeah, you're you're an interesting actor, and, and, and I enjoy your work. But I'm I'm, I'm a Battlestar fan, so that's all I really care about it in this sure. moment. Especially you know? when you got to you know work play to your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and he even said that he's like, you know, from now on, I'm just going to bring. Maybe the one with the patch and one without the eye patch, and that's it. You know, yeah. in fact, and it's so funny because obviously he gave me a, a an autograph at the end of the at the end of that show, and I was like, you know what, I'm taking the one without the eye patch. You know, <laughs> just because like number one, I know you now as Mike Hogan, not as Colonel Todd. Right. I don't want to see you with an eye patch every time I look at your picture, and everyone else wants the eye patch, so I want to be different than everyone else. Uh, well, I find that as a, as a fan too of when I go to cons is. I was trying to pick the odd thing, right, or the one thing that they might not know that someone knows about, right, right. You know, like I mean, yeah, okay. I went to see Christy Swanson because of the Buffy thing, but I also remembered her from. I wish I remembered. I always, the name always came. I think it's Best Friend, where it's basically kind of like a Frankenstein story, Frankenstein story, where she plays the hot neighbor, right. she dies, and the guy reanimates her body. Or people who really want to get obscure, she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. You know, so you get the picture of her at Ferris Bueller's Day Off to make you go, look, this is how long, not only did I know you and know your work, but here's something so obscure that you might actually have a story about. Right. You right. know, yeah. just something, just for like to have that moment to go, I, I'm i not here just for this. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's so funny because of the moment. And it is something I wanted to mention. You know, when I was working, again, working on that side of the table, there's something you're going to learn real quickly if you ever volunteer and you work with a celebrity. They answer the same questions over and over yeah and over. i can imagine and you'll notice like okay the ones that are really there for their fans it doesn't matter if it's the hundredth time they've been asked that question they've got energy they're happy when they answer they joke with the, the person prime example with stan lake yeah you know there's a guy who always says he always seems to be upbeat has the perfect answer it's the answer you want to hear right and yet 
Who's your favorite superhero? If you sign in a Silver Surfer, he'll go Silver Surfer. Right. Two guys down. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite superhero? The Spider Man. Spider Man is right. Like, <laughs> he just he just gets it. Oh yeah, yes. Hand you know, of yeah. Batman. Well, like I said, and, I, <laughs> and, and that's, what, that's what that's what that's what Batman Logan said. He I knew like, it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he didn't like his own character. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> that's what Hogan said. He's like he's like I know that there are people that are coming from miles away. They're spending whatever it is to get in here, whatever that it costs for my autograph. They're waiting in a line with 30, 40, 50 other people. And all they want is that moment with me. Sure. I can't hang out with them all day. All I can do is, is give them that moment. So I have to deliver, you know, every time. And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like they're putting on an act when they're talking. No, to no, you. no. Right. You know, it's, it's again, what you said, they, they get it. You know, they get why you're there. And I'm trying, my sister has admitted to me, and she'll probably get pissed off at me for mentioning this on the air, but she might not go to this year's Comic-Con. And right. I'm like, well, why? She's like, well, number one, money, because, you know, that... And she doesn't get autographs anymore. But last year, like, she's a huge James Marsters fan, Spike right. from Buffy. Well, I kind of had to talk her into going to up to see him. And I have my I have my nephew with him, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. So he goes in line. And now James is one of those guys who will talk to you... Forever. Forever. And I hate working his line. And, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to say it's either got to be great or it's it, it's great for when the person who's standing in front of him, yep. but it sucks for the per- next person in line. Yeah, yeah. Because he because he is so engaging and so ta- you know yes. appreciative. Oh my of, god, of everybody. Amazing. So my sister gets in line and he stands up and he starts talking. Obviously, my sister wants you know basically for my nephew who's three now yeah. to meet Spike kind of thing. Yeah. Like, even though he doesn't know who he is. But James went in this whole thing because my nephew at the time had a little bigger head than most normal kids. He went on about how when he was a kid, he had a big head, and it's those kids that were big. And went on like, like almost five minutes talking to my sister about his childhood, the big head. Yeah. And my sister walked out like, oh, my God, I have this great story. And I'm trying to remind her that you're not necessarily going for the autograph. You're going for that moment. Yes. That that moment is more valuable than the price tag of going in. Yeah, especially um, if you're a fan of that person. Yeah, it, it's funny. as long as they're good. Because I don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, okay, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like that that dick celebrity that kind of goes like, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yeah, yeah, next, next. You know. <laughs> yeah, we all know who those two are. Um, I won't say names on air. Uh, one played Captain Kirk. One played Batman. But we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> You know, it's funny, James, two things about James. He has a crew that goes with him to all the shows. I have to say, they're, you know, they've done so many of this. They have a down pat. They're <laughs> they're wonderful people to talk to. They'll take the time. And James is, again, just an amazing person because he spends that time. But my James Marster story is that same big Apple Con with Tom Felton. There was an after party. With, it was like a night with James Marsters, and there was a couple other celebrities there. Yeah. And it was a, um, it was, yeah, it was an extra charge for it, okay? A bunch of volunteers were standing around afterwards. We're like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, Let's go crash the party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> fine. So we start, you know, it was at a hotel. It was a few blocks away from where the, the con was. And, and we're walking there. And, you know, we're like, first off, we're halfway there. And we're, we're like starting to chicken out. And then one of the volunteers still had their T-shirt on. And we're like, well, wait a minute. They're going to know. Okay, so they took the T-shirt off. Oh, well. So we get there. 
We start walking in, and his manager sees us walking. He gets up right away, and one of his other handlers, and they, they walk to the door, and are like, this is a we're private. Screwed. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're like, oh, we're screwed. In fact, one of the, I turned around, and one of the girls had like, taken off, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, like, guys, this is a private party. You can't be here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we left, right? And we all, sure. then we all went out to dinner, and the next morning, I see his, his manager, and I'm look i want to apologize we thought maybe we could get in because we we're volunteers and he goes you know what i wanted to let you guys in in all honesty you know somebody whispered in my ear they saw you coming up made me kick you out right. you know and it and it's just so you know like it was it was it was great because then like you know we and then we ended up joking about it for the rest of the day sure you know and it was just one of those things where it was like okay so there are people too you know and they understand that we're working hard we're helping them out and they want to reward us and you know there's other people involved with those decisions now this brings me to a great segue to we've been talking all the great aspects of working cons yes mm -hmm. let's but let's be honest you have been doing it for six years so you are kind of like I'm gonna say on the geek ladder of cons, right. on a higher rung than let's say a normal guy walking in off the streets who wants to volunteer. Yeah. People have to forget you have to shovel a lot of shit to get to that point. Yeah. Like I'm, I remember times where you said you spent like even though the cons Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday go through like a normal quickly a normal weekend for you for that show. Like what work do you actually have to do? So people get an understanding. It's not just standing next to oh, a star yeah, yeah. and I going, mean, next, okay. next. Day one, obviously, is setup day. All right. So if it's a three-day con, I mean, they've extended Philly to four days now. So if it's start, the show starts on Thursday, you're there Wednesday. You're setting up. Okay. okay. That is now, I don't think there were any goodie bags last year. But I, yeah, I don't think so. Do you remember when you would come in and yeah, get a goodie, a goodie bag? bag. Guess, guess what? Guess who was stuffing those the, the day before everyone showed up? So that's a that's a big part of it is stuffing those bags and making sure there's at least so you know you're the reason why I didn't get a goodie bag last year. <laughs> you didn't stuff it. No, okay. um, there's no goodie bags at all. Oh, all right. Someone said no goodie bags. For those who who would like to complain, go to wizardworld.com and uh, just find out who's in charge of the cons this year and send them an email. So anyway, um, <laughs> I want goodie bag bitches. And then like you know, and then. Sometimes they'll say they'll they'll want us to be a street team on the on the setup day and go and hand out flyers in, in the area. Get, get 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 people excited to come into the con, you know, blah blah. blah. Um, any other kind of setup work, finishing setting up uh, stanchions uh, that are being used, putting signs all over the place, like all that stuff. I mean, by the there's a lot of work that's involved in comic cons that a lot of people don't realize. Um, we yeah. the one year. Uh, do you remember the year where they gave out the wizard? Not the wizard. The um. Magic the Gathering cards? Yes. Okay. Wizards of the Coast sent two gigantic pallets of those cards wow. for us to give out. The lo okay, those who have been to the Pennsylvania Convention Center, the loading dock is in the <laughs> back of the hall. Yeah. Where we were staging stuff was uh, the next floor up on the front of the hall. So we had to bring the pallet as far forward as we could and then carry the boxes up the steps. Ugh. That was an entire day of doing uh, that. Yeah. I mean, like, but, but like I said, the perks are, I mean, you actually have to kind of, I feel like it's one of those, because first of all, it's volunteer work. You don't technically get paid. You know? Right, yeah. Your kind of perk of being a volunteer is spending the day around this environment. Right. And be able to maybe possibly rub elbows with a pseudo-celebrity yeah. or uh, an icon, oh, you yeah. know? So you kind of have to take the good with the bad. Right. I mean, the, 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 the perks are, okay, well, number one, 
I always like to say this is that first off, all the other volunteers, they're geeks like you. They're nerds like you. So you're going to have people to talk to right away. Do you have something in common with them? I, you know? I will admit though, I mean, I believe it or not, you know we're sitting there doing a show and this is going out globally at the at this point. Yeah. But when it comes to the actually human interaction, I'm actually kind of a quiet person, especially yeah. if I don't know you. It takes me a while to warm up because I first give a bad first impression. And my sense of humor is bizarre enough that people kind of go, why are we hanging around this guy? You know, so, but at Comic-Cons are the only time, Comic-Cons and, and the horror conventions are the only time where I actually feel like, where I've actually talked to complete strangers. Right. Yeah. Just about something. If we're standing in line, good stories, Ed and I were standing in line for Bruce Campbell's uh, autograph. Mm -hmm. Right. In front of us, there was a guy who had this big, I think he actually drew it. Yes, he did. To get Bruce Campbell signed, he had, and he, he told his great story of how many times he's missed Bruce Campbell either because Bruce canceled or he was in the hospital with his right. kid. Broken arm one time. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of like, holy mackerel, this is a great story. Well, the next year was the year that I was last year when I was at the line for Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. Sure as shit, he's standing in front of me. Yeah. Again, and we knew each other right away and we yeah. started connecting. It was almost oh, like, yeah. hey, I know I haven't seen you all year. I, You're like my brother. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's amazing because like, this past, like I said, this past year I was hanging out with pretty much at the Boondock Saint for one reason or another. I right. felt to be there all weekend. I met a couple girls that came specifically down to see Norman Reedus. Mm -hmm. I became friends, Facebook friends with them. They would chat every once in a while. If I post up something, they'll comment. Well, they asked if I would plan to go this year because they want to hang out again. Because we had such a great time. Just just walking the con, hanging out. Yeah. It really is like when you when you walk in there, you are, like you said, with people of your own ilk. Right. So there isn't any kind of, okay, yeah, you might be a DC guy, I might be a Marvel guy, but we're still a comic guy. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, okay, you know, it's, it's like Beatles, Stones. You might, <laughs> two different kinds of track and music, but you like music, so you kind of hang out. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. And then the other major perk, as you've said over and over again, okay, you waited in line for hours to see Bruce Campbell. I was working Bruce Campbell's line this year. I got to talk to him there, and I was hanging out in the green room in New York Comic Con with Bruce Campbell, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a bad deal. Nah. So so it's like uh -huh. okay, you know, there's one of the big perks. Like I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan, so it's like, guess what? I can just go up and say, hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> no, no, with all the work that Bruce you've done in the past like years, yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, hold on. I, I don't know if I told Ed this story, but I know who um, gets scooped. A, a Bruce Campbell uh, story from New York Comic Con. And it's it's just a funny thing that happened to my daughter, and she might be pissed that this is going out to the world, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> so we're in the green room, right? And those who have seen Bruce Campbell in person, they all know that he likes to wear loud color sport coats. Yep. Okay. You can't miss him from a mile away from the all way right. he dresses. So we're all in the green room. We were working with the people from uh, Funimation. We were. Oh, no, no. Not Funimation. This was earlier in the day. We were working with the people from Teen Wolf. The show oh, from, nice. from MTV. I haven't seen the show, but I hear it's really good. I, I haven't met, I haven't seen the show, but everyone from the cast was really nice. So. There you go. That's a good endorsement for me to buy the DVD of season one. There you go. Um, so we're just hanging out. We were waiting, uh, waiting for like the next thing to do. And Bruce comes in with his lunch and he sits down at a table. And he starts eating, and then one of the one of the people in charge heads stick at the door, and they they point to me and uh, my daughter, and like, come here, come here. All right, so we're walking out. Bruce Campbell's eating. Let's see what he's eating. And <laughs> my daughter turns and goes, "That smells really good." <laughs> and Bruce looks up and goes and gives her a big thumbs up and goes, "Yeah, it is." And then he just goes back to eat his lunch. <laughs> and I go, 
and we walk out, and I turn to her, I go, did you really just say that to, to Bruce Campbell? <laughs> she's like, what? I said, you said, ooh, that smells really good to the guy who was sitting at the table. I'm like, was he wearing a red sports coat? <laughs> He, oh my god that was Bruce Campbell <laughs> and it's like okay first off you've met the guy already like you know right. you, you, I don't know why you're being weirded, weirded out by a celebrity but you know it was just oh my god you didn't realize who it was and it, and it, it was it was actually a really weird con for me in that fact that like we've gotten to that point we're back behind the autograph area and I'm sitting at a table with, with Tom Felton at just chatting about whatever and to the table to the right of me is Christopher Lloyd and to, to the left of me is Sean Astin and we're just hanging out behind the autograph area. It's just a very surreal moment. And it was go. a very surreal moment like this doesn't freak me out. All of a sudden someone in the back here, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I've, I've had moments like that in my life where you just kind of look around and you go how the hell did I get exactly. here? Exactly. <laughs> like I don't belong here. Like this is, you know, these guys are celebrities, you know. They're uh, one one I guess kind of sort of final question though is because you've been doing it for 6 years, the stars that you've been with or the people that you've I mean uh, granted the people behind the scenes kind of know who you are. But do you get also recognized by the people that you're handling? I guess is a way. Like um, uh, or I mean I only say like since you've worked with Stan yeah, once. No. Uh, actually, I have, yeah, I mean, it, it, yes and no. And it all depends on who it is and, and whatnot. And to give you an example, like I worked with Mike Hogan in Philly, and then he, I was standing around with other volunteers. He wa- was walking in to check in, and he grabs me. He goes, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I guess I'll see you upstairs. And then I went over to say hello to him once he checked in. He was at his table, and he's like, who are you working with this weekend? I was right. like, I'm not assigned to anyone. He's like, well, you're working here. You know, so, you know, like, that's cool. Now it was within the same year. If I saw him now, five years later, would he recognize right. me? I don't know. He does a lot of cons. He meets a lot of people. Sure. You know, it's one of those things. I'm, he probably would recognize me more than someone else. Uh, with Stan, I, Stan didn't recognize me. But what had happened was, don't tell anyone else this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at New York Comic Con, and I had gotten a picture with Stan at New York Comic Book Marketplace. And it's the only thing I wanted autographed all weekend. It's like, okay, I'll work all weekend. Only thing I want to do is get Stan to sign this picture of me and him. That's sure. it. You know, a little Excelsior, you know, to Dave, <laughs> yeah. Excelsior, Stan Lee. And here he had two signings that weekend. <clears throat> one on Friday, and I was like uber busy on Friday, and then another one on Saturday. I missed him on Friday, and I'm talking to the his handlers that handle the, the signature. The, the They work for um, the company that grades comic books uh yeah i forget their name too but i know who yeah yeah they they work for them and they handle signature you know that kind of stuff the, for a lot of different for those com- people who don't know there's the guys like if you have a comic book and you want to know how much it's worth you give it to them you pay them they take it away from you then they grade it and seal it in a you know hard case kind of plastic hard case and then send it back to you right, right. and then it's where you get the gradings of like it's a 9.6 cgc so, uh, yes, yes there you go you get um, that little note of certification of going, hey. Yeah, but then you can never read that comic book again. Exactly. <laughs> so, And so, my, also my favorite one, too, is like, hey, I got this comic book autograph. Now it's not as worth as much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the two girls from CGC recognized me. And we were talking, and I said, so he's doing enough signing tomorrow. They're like, yeah. I was like, what time? They told me. I said, well, how much is, how much is he charging? And they're like, oh, 50. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they went, oh, wait a minute. 
they pulled out an autograph ticket and handed it to me. Yeah. yeah and, right. and they're like, okay. they're like, no, you did. You nose exactly. thing. Like, you know you who you are. Yeah, you didn't get it from us, blah, blah, blah. If anybody asks you, you don't know nothing. <laughs> Snitches get stitches here in the Comic-Cons. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell me <laughs> So, so. Cut you like a rented wumpo. <laughs> now, unfortunately, something happened at Comic-Con. I don't know why. He ended up only signing for like 10 minutes and then ended yeah. up leaving early. That day was this last year? Yeah, towards yeah. the end of the year in October. Yeah, that might have been around where he got the pacemaker put. It in. was after the pacemaker. Uh, he was. Everyone said he was doing perfectly fine. Um, Cause, cause I my, don't know. I there are rumors that need a some, tweak that somebody no that that they did something that ticked him ticked off uh, his manager. Oh, okay. And so, like, they decided to you know sure leave, understandable. Which, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. It's rumors. You it's can't rumors. Know. Right. It's not exactly. like someone walked in and went, I don't, Batman rules, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Drops ever want to say a bad word about Stan or anyone. I don't know him. anybody who can ever say a bad word about yeah. Stan. Like I said, the reason why I went first, last year was the first year was at Philly. So it was kind of like, I went all out. I mean, I bought the weekend pass and yeah. stuff like that because my fear was the man was going to be 90. I, yeah. Like, I need an autograph before he goes. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, two months after I finally got to see George Carlin, yeah. he passed away. And I was like, my big fear was, like, I-, I need this because I don't know. This guy was such a figure, you know, in my growing up. Right, right. right. That, like, if you have an opportunity to meet him, you take that opportunity. Right, right. And I so, was so, like, right. when I read the end of the year, I'm like, oh, my God, just hang on, Stan. <laughs> Live for another 90 years. <laughs> so, so yeah, so when I came up and, and the girls were like, oh, we're real sorry, he only signed for 10 minutes, you know, and then they were like, oh, he's going to be doing uh, Dallas. I'm like, well, I'm not going out to Dallas. To yeah, get, get an autograph. You know. <laughs> I did get him to sign my Amazing Spider-Man, I got camera 39, I think it is. It's the first one when John Romano Sr. became the artist. Okay. And I actually got John Romano Sr. to sign it first, and then Stan signed it at the New York Comic Market Base. And it's funny because what he said was, oh, I see Romano signed it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw him first. Sorry. Like, what do you want, Stan? <laughs> You're a tough man to get in touch with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a what was my original point. But yeah, so they recognized me and that was a that was a big perk in my my court, you know. Now, mm. he's apparently doing Philly again this year. Uh he's at least on the website right now. Yeah, we, I saw we know that. that can change. So, will they remember me again in right. Philly and hook me up again? I don't know. I'm not, you know, and I'm also not the kind of person to ask and say, "Hey, you did it here, but you know, we didn't it didn't work out." Yeah. You know, if they say, oh, here, sure, fine, but... I, you know, see, the thing is, I, I will say, my experience last year for buying the weekend package, I think it was like 200 bucks. I think, might have been. Yeah. It, it was definitely worth it. Like, yeah. if you have the opportunity, like, I guess maybe because I'm fortunate enough to live in the area. Yeah. So, like, Comic-Con, the, the convention center is only, like, really, like, 20 minutes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, getting the weekend package, it was worth it because I did go every single day. You know, and I did do something different every day. Well, yeah, granted, it's a lot of standing around. It's a lot of hanging out with people. It's like Disney World. Yeah. And it's pretty much <laughs> it. You st- an hour hour wait for a 15-second 15 15 ride. Kind exactly. Of. But it was still fun. And I think, oh, wait. That's more like Vegas, then. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, so I was able to get the Stan Lee autograph, uh, autograph Friday. Right. And it made me part of my own, like, you know what? I did what I wanted to do. Like, Saturday, I didn't really bother him. I noticed, like, by Sunday, his line was, like, really tapered off. I'm like, because a lot of people at that point... 
spend like sat- like Saturdays the day. Right. So like for me, I'm like, you know what? This year I might just do it again. Pick a random star and do the weekend package, like someone I like. Right. You know, or maybe do the stand again because. I did get the photo with him, and I, I kind of regret not getting that photo signed because I was there all weekend. <laughs> like, so I might get it signed, and then get the there's a, a booth that sells like the framings and stuff, you know, for those those options. Mm-hmm. So I, I might do that again, just so I have it on my wall and get because I like I said, being I was hanging around the Boondocks Eight guys, I do have a picture of the three of us together in that fan. Yes. To do that, that yeah. might be nice. But if you have my Facebook page, I did post. Oh, I usually take those pictures and I go, look what I did this weekend, people. <laughs> now, for those people... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, th- th- go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for those people, I was going to try to wrap up the interview, but if you want to jump in, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> no, it was, it's, uh, that was, it's funny because you had uh, mentioned, you know, the, the buying the ticket and, and all that stuff. And it's just something else I kind of wanted to mention. It's, you know, something I hear all the time is people complain about the prices of the autographs. Yeah. Okay. Something that I think people need to keep in mind uh, with the prices of the autographs. Number one, a lot of the celebrities don't set those prices. Some of them do. I will not mention names. Yeah. But some of them do. And... The other thing is, like, Stanley is a, is a great example. I, what was he charging in Philly? It might have been 50 bucks. Maybe, okay, so let's, say, so let's say it was, let's just say it was 50. All sure. Right. But the thing that people don't, you know, understand is, like, he gets a set price from, from whatever con to come. Yeah, he gets paid to be there. He gets paid to be there. But he's also got to, he's got a crew that comes with him. You know, again, the man is 90 years old. You yeah. know, he's not going to come out to these conventions himself. Right. So... You know, he's got at least three or four people to come with him. They got to stay in a hotel. They have to have airfare. They have to get paid to be there because that's their job. You sure, know what I'm mean, saying? It's not like so, Stan's going to go, hey, today, this weekend, I'm going to go to the Comic-Con. He usually, like, I think it was to see the the, com- the comic book graders. Right. They're the ones who funded the money to have Stan show up at the place. Right. So we're going to say, let's say, hypothetically, Stan gets paid ten grand to be there. Probably more, probably less. I don't know. So we'll just use that ten grand as a nice base number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the money that you're kind of paying for that autograph not only is going to stand staff members, right, but also the people who who fronted the money in the first place. Right. So you're kind of like they have to get their money right. somewhere. And I again, as a as a person who doesn't really mind the pricing. Because yes. I kind of expect, like, look, you know what? You're going in line. You're seeing this person. I don't expect free autographs. You know, I don't expect it to be five bucks, but I also don't expect it to be a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, like I've seen, like, you know, it's like, oh my god, it's a hundred bucks for your autograph. You're, you're really not that important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of my favorite ones too. I mean, I don't know if I'm sure people who are involved with cons have heard this story before, where Shatner and and Batman um, West. They they have gotten into wars about who's charging what for their autographs. I mean, <laughs> I have literally seen West go, "What's Shatner charging? Oh well, let's charge this much, you know, at the con and raise his price." So if, really, yes. See, wow. now, I would be the exact opposite. Shatner's charging eighty. I'm going to charge seventy five. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I would think. You know. Now now now, granted, yeah, there are some celebrities that have gotten their egos have gotten bigger than their careers. Sure. And you know, but there. But the thing then, you know, the other thing I have to say to the people who complain about the prices is that there's people paying it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If there's people who are willing to pay $80 for William Shatner's autograph after waiting a half hour in line, he can charge $80 for his autograph. Yeah, I, that's it. People you are going to pay. I mean, I kind of, kind of, a little bit, kind of regret not getting all the captain's autograph. Yeah. 
because it was because it, it was that moment because when you go to the con and you go oh they're gonna have all the Star Trek captains yeah. of every single show and you realize that's the first time it's ever happened yeah you kind of want to go man maybe I should have gotten in on that I mean I did get Shatner's autograph yeah because my mom was a huge Shatner fan I mean I I, I love the guy you know I was lucky enough to be able to get a uh, the, the lithograph that they were giving away of him doing singing the Rocket Man. Oh right, right. I mean, even though I didn't pay for the VIP ticket, I did happen to come across the lithograph. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I had him sign that. Because right, right, right. <laughs> to me, that was the best part. Because every time I think of that, I always think of Stewie singing Rocket Man. <laughs> you know? No, no, and I, and and I totally understand. You know, and that's another thing. I don't think I've paid for an autograph since I started volunteering, but. Also, you have to remember that you work your ass off to I, get that signed. And not only that, not all the auto, not all the celebrities still will even sign for the auto uh, volunteers for free. You know, it all depends on the celebrity, the situation. Sure, I mean, I would think that like at the end of the day, like if it's a long day, you've been standing there all day with them. Yeah, here's a little something for you. Right. Exactly. You know, thanks for helping out. Yeah. You know, handshake. I mean, even to me, that would be enough. I wouldn't need the autograph because I did do something that moment. Right. Like, there's moments where I'll just kind of pass on something just to say I, I lived through the experience. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to... We could talk all night. Oh, yeah. Know, I could talk for years on this. Saying, so maybe we'll have him back again before the next con. Sure. And, uh, but before we do that, I do want to ask, is there any information that you want to give the listeners to actually how to get involved into the volunteer work? Because I do think I think that volunteering is kind of like a, a niche market and you can always you can always use another volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just like I did. And I don't you know, wherever you're listening, if you're in Philly or New York or even uh, San Diego, Chicago, wherever there's a con, there, there's a con near you somewhere. They'll most likely have a website. At least all the big ones do. And there will be, you know, I know for Wizard, they're off on the right-hand side. It says volunteers. You click on that and it'll take you a page. It's basically instructions on what kind of information they want from you and an email link. And you just email them and they usually want your name, your age, and what days you're willing to volunteer. If you're willing to volunteer all four days, three days, whatever. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it and then just be willing to show up and work and you know do a good job impress them and you know next thing you know you're hanging out with sean astin christopher lloyd and and uh uh tom felton in the back room somewhere going how the hell did i get here (laughs) and i guess with that we will consider this part one of two yes unfortunately yes (laughs) <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Another double episode, folks. So tune in for more shenanigans right after this. Well, actually, we'll end this show today, and then we'll come back with another show. Uh, so if you want to contact us, you can contact Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com or me, Ed, at WordsWithGeeks.com or you can like us on Facebook at Geeksters, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye!